Today I had the pleasure of interviewing Jake Deegan, who's a young man who's going places in the carpentry industry. He's come from doing his apprenticeship to getting qualified to running his own business, having one employee through to five. He gives a great insight on what it takes to make that happen uh, and his challenges that he's faced, which, you know, it's, it's interesting around family support, business support and employing the right people. So have a good listen. I think there's a lot to take out of it from anyone who's looking at going further in the industry. Yeah, thanks, Jake, for coming in. Um, so for those of you who don't know us who are listening to this, I've known Jake for a few years now and he's come up from being an apprentice out on the tools as a carpenter and worked his way through to running his own business now. So I thought it was a great chance to have someone come in and speak about that transition from starting starting off learning from someone else, going through and now teaching other people. So first question, why carpentry? You know, my dad's been in the building industry for a very long time and um, I had a desk job for about three years and got really bored sitting at a desk and dad said, well, one of his chippies is looking for a new apprentice, so do I want to have a go at it? And yeah, so the rest is history. As soon as I got into it, I just loved it, so... Yeah, right. I see. If for those of you who don't know, Jake's dad is Marty Deegan, who's the the um, Merv Hughes of the construction industry, the massive big mo, and um, knows everybody and has been around the game for a long time. So he's obviously been a good mentor for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, it's very very good, very handy having him around now that I'm sort of out of my own. He's always on to me. Make sure you read engineering. Make sure you read the plans and. To have that sort of in in back your back your mind all the time, and uh, it, it, it's really really helpful. Yeah, so I mean, Marty, even just with with our team here at BaseCon, he's been really supportive as a as a building manager. Um, you know, just helping with the young kids on on learning how to go through the industry and those tips on moving through in business. So that brings me to my next question with you: How have you found that transition from going from an apprentice? to getting qualified and then moving through to running your own go- own business. You've got staff, you've got all that those bits and pieces. Yeah, well, it's, it's very rewarding. However, uh, it's very stressful too. Uh, to start off with, it was just Kane and myself, just two of us. And my original plan was, well, Kane and I will just start off and we'll maybe by the middle of the year, we see how we go, might put someone else on. But as soon as you get make, make more and more contacts – yeah, people just want you to do more work for them. So it's, okay, we'll put someone else on, we'll put someone else on. And trying to find that balance of where is, you know, you, you're going to still have your good quality and have, and still be able to get it all done. It's pretty stressful. But as I said, it's really rewarding at the same time. So the stress is from trying to keep your customers happy or is Absolutely. the stress from the staff? Or? Nah, I'm, I'm very lucky. My staff are... They, they, they just want to work. They just, they're, they're, they're just exactly like me. They they want to make the builder happy. Um, it, it's more about keeping the, the, the builder happy and, and um, keeping the ball rolling for them. That, that's where my stress comes from anyway. You've obviously got pretty lucky because most people in business, their biggest um, hurdle is getting staff. So have you found those guys? Like, I mean, you say they're just like you. I, I spend a lot of time trying to find staff for our business and it's not that easy. So where have you found your guys from? Um, so Kane uh, worked with me when I was at my desk job. Um, he was just in a work experience kid and uh, he actually contacted me. He knew I was out of my own and was interested and I knew what he worked like, so I was straight onto it. Um, the other people, word of mouth helps a lot. You sort of, I've had a couple of kids, you know, you, you try and advertise through uh, Facebook, Gumtree, whatever you want to advertise through and you get a lot of people that sort of, 
say they want to have a go and you, they're not really too interested in it. They just, you know, it, it, it is hard to find. I'm pretty good at catching onto it early. Uh, if, if they don't think they're going to fit and they don't think they're going to suit our, uh, you know, the work culture, then I'm sorry, mate, but we'll yeah. go with the next one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting because it's really difficult. So it's mainly your network that you find them from because I, I personally find that uh, people who apply for jobs generally aren't great. It's usually easy to find people who are already working um, yep. because the ones who are out of work are usually out of work for a reason. And I know that sounds awful. I mean, it's and you always want to give people an opportunity and that's pretty much why I've ended up with young people is because I can see things in them that can be a benefit to the business and generally don't bring some bat, you know, old baggage with them and all that sort of stuff. So they, they get to understand how we work. But on the, the flip side of that is you get immaturity. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, I look for – I don't look for the – Qualities in people that oh they're going they're, they're a good carpenter now. It's they turn up to work on time. They they want to work. They want to learn. You can work with that. Mm. You, you you can't work with you know someone who thinks he knows everything. So work ethics massive. Absolutely, and you can teach them the rest. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Interesting. I something I've noticed with you, mate, which is which has um, really impressed me is your attention to detail and your attention to trying to make sure the customer is happy. Now in construction. As you've probably seen, there's a lot of people who are happy just to go out there, think it's going to be easy. I'm going to run my own business. I'm going to have heaps of work and, you know, it's all going to be fine and dandy. I'm going to get paid and this is going to be great. And I'm going to buy brand new utes and I'm going to have everything I want. You, this is just an observation. You don't drive around in flash new utes like most young blokes that I see flying around. Um, You're very good to your staff. They're all very happy on site. Is that been a conscious effort with you? Well, for my staff, yeah, the, the, the way I see it. If they're happy at work, they're going to do good work. If then if they're not, if they're grumpy and you know you don't they don't feel like they're being treated right, they're not getting paid right, whatever it may be, they're not going to perform well for you. So it's in my best interest to keep them happy. And it's the same with the builders I work for. It's in my best interest to keep the builders happy and the supervisors happy because if you have a happy supervisor, he's just going to keep giving you work. Mm, so all right then, your cash flow. Actually, sorry, let's go. So your turnover would have gone multiplied by heaps now. You've got, you've got a lot of money coming through the bank. Absolutely. So how are you controlling yourself not to waste that? Um, I've got a partner that's in the, the back of my mind that's um, very, very good with that sort of stuff. Um, and for me, as you say, I drive around in, in older cars. It, it gets the job done, you know. Um, I'd rather put my money back into business. I might buy another trailer so one of the boys can tie it around or um, – better tools that are going to you know, make my life a bit easier. I'd rather do that than, you know, have the flash ute or, or something along those lines. Um, but, yeah, definitely having having Madeline in the back of my uh, back of my mind helping me with uh, where my money should go, yep. It's uh, that's very handy. That's great. And it's it's uh, probably the big fall down with most people is that how they manage their money. Yeah. So you're saying Madeline's um, takes care of all your, your, your accounting, et cetera, et cetera? Or? Uh, no. So she takes care of sort of what I do with it. Um, I've got a more family. Uh, Mum's been in the finance industry for a long time. She's retired now, but she pointed me in the right direction to a good accountant. And the accountant um, from day dot pretty much explained it to me where my money needs to go. All that money that I'm getting in, it's not it's not mine. You're gonna set your side away your tax. You got to set a you sell aside your super for the boys, super for yourself, your bass, everything. So um, having that uh, structure from a good accountant and from 
good people behind me. So who does your invoicing for you? Uh, I was doing it and Madeline's uh, on her way to to learning how to do it now, mainly because the the amount of work we're doing at the moment, I get home at 6 o'clock on a Monday night, then have to do my invoicing for two hours. Um, Then Tuesday night I get home at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever it may be, then do the pace of the boys. So, um, yeah, to have uh, someone to help me out with that uh, probably for – it's a new year onwards. It's yep. going to be a very helpful. So that's time time allocation. I mean, at the end of the day, and one of my concerns with you is that you you love to work and you're a little bit of a workaholic at times. So if you can learn now that you've got to spend your time wisely and you've actually got to have some time to yourself so you've still got that energy that everyone loves um, to make stuff happen is, is a really good thing for you to be conscious of. Yeah, definitely get somebody in there to do your book work for you because the bigger you get that that bigger the transactions become that you have to get through the system. Absolutely. Um, you know, just for us, for example, last year, this time last year, we would have done, you know, 20 transactions in a day. We're now at any one point going through the books will be 120 to, you know, to 150. So that's just been going and we have someone full time doing that now. So just be mindful of that because a lot of people get caught out. All of a sudden they're not getting invoices out on time, um, you know, which means they're not getting paid for that in the next pay run. That's and, right, yeah. and in construction, you just want that flow to come through. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's really good, mate. It's, it's, it seems like you've, you've, you're getting some good advice. And so, so it brings me to the next tip with there's a lot of guys out there. So the industry is full of carpenters. It's full of a lot of trades. People say there's not trades. We can't find them. There's a lot of bad ones out there. There's, it's hard to find good ones, as they say, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what's your tip for a young bloke who, all right, I want to come and work with Jake? Um, show initiative. If you want to come and work with us, it's, initiative is, is great. If you don't know what to do and you have something that, you know, you, you, you're standing standing around, just clean up, do do something. Yeah, so work ethic. I mean, it's – so it's a question we get asked a lot and I and I get asked by parents, oh, how do I get an apprenticeship? How do I get an apprenticeship? And the advice I give is the same as I would expect for someone who comes into my office is, you know, just get there and, and just be busy. And if you don't know, ask. Don't 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 don't, don't don't assume that someone's going to come and tell you to do something. Go and ask and, and keep yourself busy and be productive. Mm. If you're busy and working and you're making your boss money and you're making your, their workplace better, they're going to keep you on. So, mm. all right, let's go to the next step. Someone wants to go out of – and have been an apprentice to setting up for themselves. What has been the biggest challenge? Biggest challenge would be um, just knowing how it all works. So before I went and saw my accountant, um, I had no idea how the how to set it up. Even you know how to get an ABN, how to do all that sort of sort of setup. Um, so get yourself a good accountant that that specialises in running a business, not just your everyday tax accountant. Get one that specialises in running a, um, a business and who uh, is more than happy to send you an email or you know, reply to your emails when you have questions. Um, even if you have to pay them a little bit, that knowledge is is exactly what you need. So if you – so there's a big difference between running a business and being a tradesman. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I, I personally think that's the big fall down in, in the mm-hmm. industry is that – you you even hit it hit the nail on the head before, and I've said this on other podcasts is that they've one minute they're they're on the tools and they can go home and they can do their invoicing. They've got three or four invoices to do a night, and then all of a sudden they've got heaps to do and it's taking up a day of their week and they're not out on site. Mm-hmm. So they go from being themselves to running a business. So your advice to that is actually get some help. Yeah, if if you're going to that step, um, yeah, get some help and have someone that works for you that's yes your your right hand man like yeah. i've got i've got Kane and he's he's only young but 
I can throw anything at him. And you need that person because if if, if you you need to go take a day to go have a meeting with someone, go see a supervisor, do your invoicing even. You need that person to help keep the ball rolling. And uh, yeah, that that that's a, another main. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. good. Good mm. advice is you know, you've got to have someone you can trust on site. Absolutely. Some, some people have got the, the benefit of having family. Yep. And then others, you're going to have to find them. Yeah. And it's just all about people, isn't it? At the yep. end of the day, systems, structures and people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I, <laughs> I know it sounds awful, but I'm always saying if you can build a house without people, it'll be really efficient. <laughs> so, you know, we've got to be a people people, people person and manage people as we go through. And it's it's uh, it's hard work, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. It yeah. can be. Yeah. So, right, eh? what's the next year look like, mate? Next year, uh, my main goal would be builder's license. Where that's going to take me, I'm not too sure yet. Uh, I enjoy doing. I do enjoy doing the volume building sort of stuff, mainly because it's it's fast paced and it's um, even though it's fast paced, you still have to be bang on with all your with everything. Uh, every house at the end of these investment sort of things gets private inspected, basically. So if you're not right, you're, you're wasting money. Whether I want to go do that with my builder's license, I'm not too sure yet, or if I want to just sort of you know do a smaller amount of houses by myself each year and, and just tick over like that. We'll, we'll just see where it takes me. Next five years, you don't know? It's just going to take a year of time at the moment? or Yeah, I'm just going to take it a year of time. Once I get my builder's licence, then yeah. I'll know, I think, where uh, where I want to take it. I do enjoy doing renovations and that sort of thing as well. But, um, yeah, whether I go down that path or not, I'm not too sure yet. Well, one thing I know, mate, and that's just for me personally, you've you've got everything it takes. You've got the right attitude. You. You've got the right work ethic. And, uh, mate, the world's your oyster at the end of the day. And you, you've got it worked out. So you understand that the volume game is the market. Yeah. Oh, if you, yeah. If you, if you want to be – if you want to make a dollar in this game, you've got to be in it. But you also get how that works, which is a lot of people don't, is they don't understand that it's high turnover. You've got to be fast. You've got to be quick. You can't just take your time or you never make anything. Absolutely. So you've got that switched on. Everyone who deals with you, mate, has got a, a lot of respect for you and, and have only got nice things to say. So just keep it up. I, I think there's a lot that we can take out of today, this little conversation. I think there's a lot of people who can, if they're listening to this, let's hope they are, um, you know, can take things out of it. And, and let, just a quick recap is, you know, have a great work ethic. Be good to your clients, yeah? Have great quality. Take care of your back end and get a lot of support. Don't assume you know how to do everything. Is actually where you, where you don't know how to do things is actually get some help from people. Absolutely. Make a phone call. It's really not hard. Don't be scared to, to ask questions. Mate, you're a legend. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you.